Hey, yo. What's up, everybody? I'm your guy, Hoodie Craig, and you are tuned in to the Chronicles of Hoodie Craig podcast, special NFL edition. If you know me, then you know the NFL draft is probably my favorite thing sports-related. I'm here for all three days. I love all three days, especially, like, the fourth through seventh round, the Saturday, just sit around the living room doing whatever, watching the draft all day long. But couldn't do that this year. You know, I had to go check out Avengers Endgame, which is really dope. But that's coming in another episode at another time. Uh, You know, like the NFL draft is kind of like Christmas for me. Uh, It's the most wonderful time of the year. But for 2019, it has come and gone. And it's time to start prepping for 2020. But first... We're going to recap the weekend. I'll discuss which picks I like the best and what team I think won the draft on paper, even though I kind of hate the whole grading uh, grading thing right after. You know, wait a couple years, see who won the draft. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get ready to podcast and bullshit NFL draft style. And we're going to kick things off, of course, with round one. Uh, Thursday night. It's the best night of the year, man. It's... That prime time round one was the, like the smartest thing the NFL has ever done, re- regards to like keeping it in in the media, you know, whatever. Because that night's just a big build up, you know. They got the red carpet show before all that, where you talk, everybody dresses up real dope, uh, whatnot. Uh but you know, let's recap. We'll go through uh, my favorite pick, my favorite move, and my biggest shock. And uh, I guess some news and notes from round one that I've come up with. Uh, man, my favorite pick was Ed Oliver to Buffalo at ninth overall. A player of his caliber to fall to nine is outstanding. Buffalo got a damn good player. Uh, I I mean, I have no idea why he really didn't get the love for uh, the process. Like, it just, all he did was, you know, dominate on the field he I don't know if going to Houston impacted that at all or not but I watched him tear up uh, Louisville Lamar Jackson's Heisman year and I think that was his it might have been his true freshman year I believe it was uh, you know Big Ed Oliver holding down the middle uh, anxious to see how, how he does uh, holding down that Buffalo defensive line up there uh, then my favorite move, I, I, it's, I gotta love hate with it, all right, because it's a division rival. But uh, Washington moving up to select Montez Sweat at 26th overall. Um, uh, I guess the heart condition really did play a factor in him falling because he's a top 10 talent. Uh, but it come out that all that stuff was like misdiagnosed or some shit, which is crazy by the way uh but needless to say that was a steal <laughs> uh maybe the steal of the first round if we're being quite honest but uh washington washington actually made some small moves this draft uh and of course the biggest shock to me was uh clean Farrell to oakland at fourth overall you could have got him at like 24 27 but after hearing mike may i talk that's your guy get him I'm not mad at that logic, but uh, me personally, no. Like, see, like, 
that could have been where Ed Oliver went to meet the fourth over. And I think that would have been a solid pick. And I think Ed Oliver would have warranted being fourth overall in this draft, uh, considering how deep it was, especially how deep it was at defensive line. And uh, we have a, a tie with Biggest Shock. Also, Daniel Jones at sixth overall, which is <laughs> oh man! Uh, as a Cowboys fan, I love it. Uh, but we're gonna get into that later. But so the, the, now we're we're heading into the news and notes from round one. Start off with Washington with Dwayne Haskins just fall, falling right into the lap. Uh, I mean, they just watched him fall, 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 fall down to fifteenth uh, overall. Uh, I thought the reaction video when Daniel Jones got drafted was hilarious with Haskins laughing at his phone. Uh, and when he did get picked, he did look pissed. But I think I put the chip on his shoulder, though. I think Washington's getting a hell of a quarterback. Uh, honestly, I mean, who's Case Keenum there? I mean, are we, we going to get Minnesota Case Keenum? Are we going to get, like, Denver Case Keenum? I mean, who knows? So, I mean, but Haskins could easily win that job. Uh, you know, and I guess for all my Washington fans out there, thankfully they didn't fuck up the pick. Uh, he should have been a giant, though. Jones going before Haskins is just a, a joke. I don't care about the Cutcliffe connection with Eli and Jones and, you know, and all that stuff. Daniel Jones is... <sighs> Hell, he might be not even as good as Eli Manning, if we're being honest. That's just weird. Uh, but Washington, they, they may have got the guy finally since they didn't figure it out with Kirk Cousins. Uh, and then, like we talked about earlier, Washington coming up uh, to snag Montez Sweat, which was a great move by a shitty franchise. I thought they had a damn good first round. Um also respect the Steelers for trading up and grabbing a linebacker, Devin Bush from Michigan. Uh, the Steelers' had, defense hadn't been the same since the Ryan Shazier injury, which is good to see him up and walking and all this stuff now. Uh, but I think they got their next great linebacker in the in the steel curtain. Uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, if they wouldn't have made the trade, I could have seen them staying put. And picking up Greedy Williams from LSU, they could have because he fell all the way to the second round. Would have been a solid pick either way. Uh, but if you love a guy, go get him. That's exactly what they need—a linebacker. You know, same thing with Farrell to Oakland. If you love him, go get him. Don't worry about what all the, the critics and the media and uh, everybody else says. You know, is we'll just touch it. since Dallas didn't have a first-round pick. We'll just talk about how I love the pick the Giants did in the first round. I reached at 16 and 17. And Dave Gettleman's hard to figure out, man. He says he drafted a franchise player at quarterback, but he also said he could sit for three years. Like, bro, Eli Manning doesn't have three years left. Eli Manning has been done maybe three years ago. Uh, and then at 17, the pick they got for Odell Beckham, they took Dexter Lawrence. It is a solid player. Uh, so, like, if you look at it, like, in hindsight, it's like Dexter Lawrence for Odell Beckham Jr. This is where you would, like, insert a Waka Flocka okay meme or gif. Uh, 
I did like their DeAndre Baker pickup uh, trade back into the first round. Baker was one of my guys in this class. Uh, I think he probably would have been like my CB1 had I had did a draft board, which I think I'm going to do next year, you know, kind of give some context to all this stuff instead of just like going on top of my head, actually put pen to paper and like rank these guys. Well, uh, I really liked what Atlanta did also, doubling up in the first round with offensive linemen, which was good for them. Uh, Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan, excuse me. Boston College's Chris Lindstrom plays right guard and Caleb McGarry a right tackle to shore up the right side of the line. Uh, you can never go wrong taking offensive linemen. Uh, I think, honestly, if I was in the, if I was a GM, I think I would take a com- combo of offensive defensive line. I think I would take at least three in every draft probably. Uh, and also take a quarterback every you know, every two, two, three years, man. You never know what you got. Uh, but Washington shoring up that, that right side of the line uh, gives Matt Ryan some protection, open up the run game a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Jets. who got the best player in the draft at third overall, Quinnen Williams. Great pairing with Leonard Williams. And apparently they awoke out or worked out together. Uh somewhat so they know each other and familiar with each other which I think is good it'll help uh, Quinnen get adjusted to the league being with, being with somebody like Leonard Williams who has uh, been there done that kind of like a I guess a mentorship you know and I'm sure next up we'll get some a law firm nickname of like Williams or Williams or some shit watch and it's, you heard it here first uh, <laughs> there's a video floating around of Quinn, Quinnen Williams uh, during the interview, I guess it's with uh, like Jets media person personalities, uh, but he sneezed, and my man said, "My man blessed himself and thanked himself afterwards," which is a complete boss move. Uh, I might have stood that one, man, because people I be hanging around with don't like to say "bless you." I don't know why, so I guess I'm just going to do it my damn self. Um, next up, let's, let's head to round two and three. Friday night started off with some good names still left on the board. Uh, I'm sure some teams that have first round first round grades on some of these guys. Uh, so let's get into the fav- my favorite pick was Greedy Williams, 46th overall to the Browns. The fact that he almost slid out of the top 50 is insane. Uh, Greedy Williams to the Browns also my favorite move of the night. Uh, the biggest shot was DK Metcalf dropping to 62nd overall to the Seahawks. I mean, my man was like, what's the 60 second? Like two from two from the last of the second round. I mean, I know a lot of people had issues and concern, uh, excuse me, with the, like, I guess his body build and the way he ran the three cone, three cone and short, short shuttle, shuttle. Oh, I can't fucking talk. Excuse me. Uh, short shuttle at the combine. But I didn't think he'd fall that far. I mean, I thought the top 10 talk was a little crazy, but I could have seen a team like Jacksonville taking him at seven. Uh, so I told a lot of people I could see them doing that. But, uh, hell, Josh Allen fell to them. So I don't blame them there. You know, so it, uh, we saw a run on corners early in the second round. Uh, and with that run, Greedy Williams was the seventh corner taken in the round. 
That is crazy. I mean, I think I like Greedy better than Byron Murphy, Sean Bunting, Joan Williams, Rocky Sin, Trayvon Mullen. You know, I, I like the majority of those guys, but Greedy's just better. Uh, Greedy and DeAndre Baker was CB1 and CB2 probably for me. I mean, let's just, John Dorsey's a fucking magician to pull that off, getting him at 46. Uh, you know, like I said, there was a lot of value in round two to start the night. Uh, like Taylor Rapp went 61st to the Rams. Nasir Adderley from Delaware going 60th overall to the Chargers. Uh, all great value. I mean, some people had Adderley in, in the uh, first round. Uh, Taylor Rapp, his 40 times scared a lot of teams. But, I mean, sometimes just, just trust the tape. Uh, just just trust it. Taylor Rapp's a good player. Uh, you know, I didn't. Debo Samuel to the 49ers was a solid pick. Uh, you know, oh, the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill and all that bullshit that went down. Uh, we're not going to comment about, like, in-depth on what the audio that come out was, you know, I think he's a shitty person of all that. But that's all I'm going to get here. But the drafting of Miko Hartman was the replacement for Tyreek Hill. Uh, regardless of the situation, though, Harmon's a nice pickup. You know, I don't think they reached or whatnot. Uh, as another offensive weapon to to the Chiefs and for uh, Baby Goat, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, so they're they going to have to do something because they, they down Kareem Hunt, possibly Tyreek Hill. I mean, Travis Kelsey's a beast and all, but he can't do it by himself. You know, um, another player with some controversy around him was Ja'Kai Polite, which I'm sure all you guys heard around the issues surrounding around the combine. But at 68, it's too good of a value for the Jets to pass up. I mean, he had, you know, what, top 10, top 15 tape for uh, Polite? I mean, so... So the Jets got two solid defensive linemen that night. Or, well, not that night. You know what I'm saying? The first couple rounds of the draft. Um, next, we're going to touch on the fourth through the seventh round. Let's speak about it. Uh, favorite pick. I'm going to be honest with you. I was busy watching Endgame for majority of this. Uh, so I couldn't keep up with a lot of everything. Um but I, I did like Justice Hill at one, 113th overall to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore had a really solid draft. Uh, picking up Hollywood Brown, uh, Justice Hill, give Lamar Jackson some weapons. Uh, you know, so in, in game. I saw, like, the first couple picks. Had to drop my daughter off, get to the movie theater. And by the time the movie laid out, I was so in shock by what I had just witnessed in the movie. I called like the tail end of the last draft. Uh, so my biggest shock here. Let's talk about some of the guys who didn't get drafted. Uh, Anthony Johnson, Greg Dortch, Emmanuel Hall, Stanley Morgan, Demarcus Lodge, all solid wideouts who didn't hear their name called draft weekend. I watched Dortch torch my Louisville Cardinal squad. Anthony, uh, excuse me, Anthony Johnson had back to back 1,000 yards. Hall is solid, but he does have some drop issues and. 
Lodge is that other Ole Miss wide receiver that you probably never heard of, but stepped up in uh, the absence of DK Metcalf last season while he was out. Uh, and played solid. I mean, Morgan's a tough guy wide receiver. Uh, I guess I was higher on this guy than a lot of people who personally I had I probably would have like took a shot on him like in the fourth or the fifth round. But uh and that's Sam Cheevers, uh cornerback from Boston College. The tape and production I thought were both good. Uh, but since he is signed as a PFA with the Titans, um Titans had a very good draft also. Uh, but Hamp, man, just if you haven't seen him yet, go watch some tape of him. Uh, he's solid. I like I liked him better than Sean Bunting. Uh, a couple of those other guys, like maybe even Trayvon Mullen, uh, the other Central Michigan, uh, was it Xavier Williams? You know, I liked him better than all those guys that got drafted. You know, uh, and I wish I had more to talk about for the third day of the draft, but you know. In game, I just want to talk about in game. I'm gonna be honest with you, but it's just I hate that it was the same weekend. Um, but before we get up out of here, we're gonna talk about you know the whole grading thing. Like I was talking about, uh, you know, I'm not wanting to grade the drafts or whatnot. So I just go back and take a look, you know, at draft class by teams or whatnot. So before we get up out of here, let's take a gander at uh. Who I think had the top three drafts. Um, I thought Arizona crushed it. Uh, solid, solid picks. Um, they're Super Bowl champs for a reason and always contenders for a reason. And it's this weekend right here. New England Patriots had a very solid draft. Um, you know, and even with the Clean Farrell at fourth overall, who many, including I, consider a reach. Uh, Oakland had a pretty good draft. Like they they come away pretty solid. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I know they got Trayvon Mullen. I forget who that third first round pick was at the moment. Uh, but I, I liked him. Oh, Jonathan Abram, uh, Mississippi State safety. You know they got the most physical guy on, on offense and the most physical guy on defense uh, with Jacobs and Abram. So I think Oakland. Had a really solid draft, man. It's it maybe John Gruden had a plan after all, and it looks like it may be coming together between free agency and the draft. So we'll see what's in store for Oakland this year. Uh, what old Chucky got up his sleeve out there? Uh, I know I said top three, but we're going we're gonna go five. You know, I don't fuck with fuck it. It's my podcast. I do whatever I want. Tennessee Titans had a very good draft. Um, Washington, I refuse to say their last name, or not last name, uh, mascot name, because I think it's bullshit, and I think they need to change it. But solid, solid draft, none, nonetheless. Uh, can't hate on it. Division rival, whatnot. You know, it's fuck them, but it is what it is. Uh, Haskins, you got your, you got a premier pass rusher, Montez Sweat, late in the first round, and you, you hopes to have your franchise quarterback. Uh, just fall right into your lap. Didn't have to give nothing up for him. No trade up. No nothing. Uh, I was dis I was disappointed earlier in the first round. You know, I thought there'd be a lot more trades and what that, especially the Jets at three. But I mean, hell, I guess if the best player falls to you at three, gotta take him. I mean, unless somebody just blew you away with an offer or whatever. 
Uh, but I'd like for you guys to leave in the comments who you think had the best draft on paper. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think, even if you're not into the draft like me. Uh, tell me what you think of what your team did. Um, so I guess that'll do it for the 2019 NFL Draft Recap. Be on the lookout for the NBA Draft uh, podcast coming up soon. Looking forward to that. Uh, you know, next season during the summer, I'll, I'll provide some more coverage on the NFL Draft and the thoughts on the 2020 class, you know. Uh, might even get a little website cracking with a uh, big board in my draft, you know. One thing's for sure is that we're going to talk about it in depth next year. Uh, probably one, one, like an episode a month, maybe. You know, we'll just kind of put it together and recap college football and whatnot and see how it goes from there. Uh, but I appreciate you for tuning in. Shout out to all the listeners out there. Uh, be sure y'all follow me on Twitter at Hoodie Craig. Uh, soon it's going to be a podcast. Page. You can follow that too. Also on IG at Hoodie Craig. Um, you know, so I guess that about do it. So until next time, guys, speed.